0: All right, guys welcome back into another pga dfs video gonna get into the core plays here for the xeric classic now this is going to be a super fun event it's the first time that we've had this event a group style format for DraftKings. which you guys know me i love these type of events these secondary events they're ones where you can really kind of it's not a secondary event but they're ones where you can really go out and gain an edge you know not as many people concentrating on it not as much i guess data for it makes it super easy to get an ad so i'm pretty excited we'll get into that here now do just want to get into that quick recap of the previous week as well though so kind of the hot streak here for nine to five went ahead and continued last week we're looking at the rbc heritage now really my only regret with last week was kind of just not playing more a little bit of the masters hangover if you will um yeah, pretty solid week, so we'll just pull it up here a little bit further. Um, eight eight of our top, eight of our players finished top 10 or better. So 30% of our player pool finished top 10 or better, actually T9 or better. Uh, Stuart Sink, he was a top 12 staff fit um, last week for us in the model, so that obviously worked out well. Um, really the only unfortunate side was Stuart Sink for me personally is that he had burned me uh, about a month go pretty much twice he was really popping kind of better play on paper kind of a month ago prior to his kind of missed cuts in a row so great to see him bounce back really not shocking that he went out and won uh, he's been a top 12 staff hit for a majority of the events that he's played in this year um 88 of the player pool actually went out and made the cut which really does continue that really hot streak that we've been on the core plays all went out and made the cut uh, that was brian Harmon. Uh, he finished T-13. Abraham Anser finishing T-18. Kind of a letdown there with Abraham Manser a little bit. Matthew Naismith went out and made the cut. He was a core value play for us. Um, really should have been higher on than he was. Uh, Matthew, I already mentioned Matthew Naismith. Brandon, Daniel Berger there, sorry. T-13, and then Corey Connors, T-14. And then kind of the pick to win it all was Colin Morikawa. Um, kind of had that Sunday letdown, but he still finished T-7 or better. So overall pretty darn good stuff there. And then just kind of going over this tournament here as well. For this week, we got the zero classic, which I already mentioned is going to be a group style format event. So it is going to be kind of a breakdown of two different kind of style of group play that you can go out and play. So we'll pull that up here now as well. So yeah, breaking it down, this is a team style format. So We don't exactly have confirmation on which rounds are going to be best ball and which rounds are going to be alternative shot or alternate shot there Um, we just know that two of them are going to be um, what i saw was round one and three are going to be best ball and round two and four are going to be alternate shot we don't know if that's exactly true just yet um, but this is going to be a Pete die style course. Uh, we don't really have any data to go off of for which key stats we should be looking at. I just want golfers that can go out and hit their shots and I want golfers that are gonna be able to go out and score. So that's really what is going to reflect the key stats that I'm looking at for this event. And then I do wanna mention kinda for tournament history, it's more gonna be event style course history. We got the QBE shootout, which is a 24 man, uh, similar style event, group style format. And then we're going to be looking at the zero classic over the last two years as well. So some of the players that pop for stat bits that we're looking at is going to be Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, and Ryan Palmer there. So John Rahm and Ryan Palmer are going to be uh, playing partners again this week, which kind of interesting there. And something I probably should have mentioned earlier is that for this week, you have to select only one of the players in a grouping. So, they're all going to be the same price for that grouping. So, the grouping is going to be priced accordingly. So, both John Rahm and Ryan Palmer are going to be 11.5 on DraftKings. You can only select one of those golfers. Both of them are great places, So, it doesn't really matter who you select. But, the fact that Two of the top five stat fits here are <laughs> playing together. Yeah, that's a good sign for the defending champs there. Uh, we got Chase Sievert and Justin Suh actually casually popping up there as well. A little bit shocking to me that those two were kind of closing out the top five. Uh, we're going to be looking at course history here as well now. So for course history, it is kind of um, difficult, if you will, because we are looking at that QBE shootout where a top 12 does rank out well a top 12 finish ranks out well but that wasn't a good finish for that tournament uh so something to keep note of when we actually are breaking it down a little bit more but we do want to pull up john rom he was the winner at this event last year that's his only start. So he technically shouldn't be on this, but he ranks the number one in the modeling is going to be a guy to bring up a decent amount. So I kind of wanted to keep him out there for you guys. Then we got Brennan Todd as well. Brennan Todd has finished fifth and third. That was both at that QBE shootout. We're looking at Ryan Palmer as well. The first in 2020 with John Ron there. Uh, top 10 at the QBE shootout, which once again, not that good uh, because there's only 24 teams. So the, best you, the worst you can finish is 12th. But whatever. Uh he had a third then in 2020, though. Uh Cameron Tringale, he's played well. Um, we go a little bit lower. We look at Kevin Tway. Kevin Tway casually popping up as well. 13th at this event last year, a second at the QBU shootout, and that uh first at the QBE shootout as well over the past two years there. Then we're looking at Billy Horschel as well. Billy Horschel 13th, first, fifth, and third. Hey, Billy Horschel's is looking like the Kevin Kisner of uh, these style events. Kevin Kisner is the head to head champ. Billy Horschel might be the, the group play champ here. That's pretty crazy there. I did not see that coming there for Billy Horschel. Looking at recent form here. Recent form, casually, a lot of good golfers here um, this week. John Rahm popping up there as well. Obviously, we know John Rahm's just been playing some great golf recently. Um, just been a stud. He's only had one bad finish, and that, that was at a WGC event. Every other finish has been T-13 or better. His last three starts on tour have all been top 10 finishes. Cameron Smith, no surprise there. Cameron Smith has been playing great golf. 9th, 10th, 28th, 17th, 11th, 4th, and that stud there. Thomas Peters casually popping up. He has been playing in those easier events though with 13th and 15th at the Puerto Rico Open, and then Jason Kolkrak as well. Not too great recently, if you will, 49th and 42nd in his last two events, but before that 9th, 8th, and 9th place finish now that we got that you know quick breakdown done for you guys let's get into the fun stuff let's get into the picks for this week all right so once again just kind of going over it yeah so once again just kind of going over it you have to only pick one player for each group you can't pick both the players apparently kind of weird to me i kind of wish we could double dip the chip if you will you know you're going gung-ho on a group winning and they go out and win why is that your fault (laughs) you know um i don't know kind of a weird thing there but just kind of looking at i do want to start off with like rom and um ryan palmer here you know the thing about this event is that you're not just selecting the player you're also selecting their player partner so the fact that both rom and palmer rank out top five in the model they're the defending champs. They've been playing great golf. They're both top five stat fits. It makes a ton of sense to play one of these guys. So, by default, I just went with John Rahm as a core play for me this week. We'll pull him up here a little bit more. So, just breaking it down top three stat fit guys. So, he ranks top 43 or better in all the stats that we're looking at here um, effective total driving, 40th, uh, 31st in effective ball striking, 43rd in effective greens gain, 40th in strokes gain T to green and then effective birdie to bogey ratio top 10 in that uh, course history he only has one start which was the win last year um i already talked about his recent form but 5th 5th ninth, 32nd 5th 13th and 7th i mean he has been an absolute stud just playing great i will not be shocked if he go out and wins we do kind of want to mention ryan palmer as well pretty much just the exact same thing as john rom just slightly worse recent form um Pretty much the exact same staff fit and then he actually has played well at the qb shootout another similar style event prior to that win last year so really not shocking there to me uh gonna be a great group in there for those two so if you want to end up on those two i definitely get it and then we're looking at i don't really want to play colin Moore, cow and matthew wolf if there was going to be an event where things turn around for Matthew Wolf. It would be playing with Colin Morikawa because Colin Morikawa was absolutely playing like a stud last week. Just could not putt. Really shocking there that he putted as bad as he did. Um, But I'm kind of, I don't really want to play someone that is in poor recent form. Now, it doesn't exactly matter. This is going to be a lower scoring event. And with it being a lower scoring event, you always do want to target Or not target you want to favor more variance because when it's a lower scoring event an easier scoring event then you know it kind of brings the rest of the field into it so um you can definitely pay down for values you don't really have to pay up and if you're going to be paying up you want to be paying up for winning and security and i just that doesn't really seem like the case for those guys there so After that, I do kind of really want to look at someone like Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel is going to be playing with Sam Burns, who Sam Burns, he's been a little bit hit or miss for us, uh, for pretty much everyone in PGA TFS this season, but Billy Horschel has casually been playing pretty well as of recently. Uh, Kind of annoying because he's had some random random outbursts on the course, which... No one likes to see but he does rank out as a top 20 staff fit nothing too crazy to love but nothing too alarming um really strong course history comp course history event history whatever you want to call it so casually he's kind of checking all the boxes here and the fact that he plays with sam burns doesn't really move the needle for me at all but it's not going to hurt um he's a guy where he has been popping a lot staff fit wise really struggled for a little bit there seems like he finally got his game back there at the rbc heritage Given the fact that it's just been some small things with Sam Burns, I think you'll be able to figure out. So pairing him with Billy Horschel to me does make a ton of sense. And then I really, I really love this grouping here. Chris Kirk and Brennan Todd. Just kind of perfect. You got the guy who top 20 staff hit, 9 to 5's boy, most owned player this season, um, top 12 in recent four. Then you got Brennan Todd paired up with him as well. A fifth and a third at the QBE shootout. That's pretty good. So you get like kind of an accurate players here. Really, you take out one or two bad holes for them. These two really should go out and score well and really play well. Chris Kirk continues to play the way he has, and if Brennan Todd continues to like decent enough, yeah, they're going to be a force to reckon with. They both rank out top 20 in the mile this week, so I do like those two as well. Then I kind of do like Chris Ventura and Victor Hovland here. Obviously, Victor Hovland is the name value here, but Ventura ranking out as a top 10 stat rank play this week. Um, Not too much event style history here for either of them, except for Victor Hovland, where he had a sixth place finish at that QBE shootout. So nothing really to go crazy with, but I love the price point here for you know some accurate golfers, kind of a fun style event. One of my knocks with Victor Hublin is always that he never seems to be taking anything too seriously. Well, this is an event where they kind of just have fun with it and then they go out and play well with their buddies. So I kind of really like those two. I think that they could be very, very sneaky options for everyone this week in DFS. And then we're going a little bit lower. You know, you can play some people in this price point range. I'm just not feeling it. I do want to pay up for some of those studs, and then pay down where I can. Now, I do want to mention Charlie Hoffman here, Nick Watney. I don't know what to feel about Nick Watney this week, um, but I do like Charlie Hoffman. So ninth place finish and 31st place finish. So, you know, that's okay. (laughs) Made the cut, if you will, uh, both years. And that's another thing I should have mentioned. This is not a tournament where it is pretty much playing like a similar style event. There's a cut, pretty much a full tournament field event. The only difference is that they're paired up with teammates. So, just something interesting there, but the same amount of players will make the cut as they typically would at at a normal event. So we can pretty much approach this like a normal event, if you will. So Nick Watney, 9th and 31st. That's not bad. Charlie Hoffman here as well. Um, His playing partner the last two years. Great to see that. Played well at the QBU shootout in 2020. We know that Charlie Hoffman has been a stud though recently. We love that. Um, I think Charlie Hoffman is going to be a stellar pick for us this week. And then we get into my boy right here, Jessenza. So I think, oh, we got Cameron Tringale first. Okay, we'll we'll do Cameron Tringale first, I guess. Cats out the bag. So both Jessenza and Cameron Tringali, they're partners and grouping is right next to each other. They're both gonna be a phenomenal plays. So Cameron Tringali actually ranks out top seven in recent form, top seven in course history, and top thirteen in stat rank. Top four overall in the model. Now, that's mostly due to the fact that he had a fifth place finish here in 2020. That's really his only start comp course history wise, but he does rank out top 15. Stat rank wise, recent form has been spectacular. Minus that miscut at the players. He's finished 9th, 13th, 31st, 26th, 7th, 17th, 18th, and 56th. That's absolutely phenomenal. And Roberto Castro played with him last year at this event. You know, 21st stat fit, that's not horrible, not great, but not horrible. And then we get into the other core play here. Justin Suh. So one of the main reasons I do like Justin Suh is that he is going to be paired up with Doug Gim. Doug Gim, once again, ranks out really well, staff-wise, top 10 this week. You know, overall, pretty solid recent form. If you look back, since the American Express, who's finished... 5th, 37th, 21st, miscut, 36th, 29th, miscut, 49th, and 33rd. So that's good for Doug in. We like to see that. So I think Justin Sutt has played up with a nice playing partner, and you guys kind of saw this coming. We know You guys know I love Justin Um uh, 19th in recent form. Hasn't played too many events, but 37th at the Farmers, 35th at the Puerto Rico Open, 28th at the Corrales. We like that. Um, for a lot of his stats, he doesn't rank out um, or doesn't have enough Rounds to qualify for some of them, but he does where he does qualify, he does rank out top five. He's been a top 10 staff hit really this whole year. Um, part of where he's not ranking out is due to the fact that his last two events were the Corrales and the Puerto Rico Open. You know, I'm kind of unfortunate there for him. Obviously, we don't have data for that. The BJ Tour doesn't provide that, but overall, it does rank out as a top five pick this week. I actually really like Justin Suh. once again this week. I played him a ton. I think I played him 100% of the weeks that he's been um been able to play a tournament and then we just go a little bit lower sure there's a bunch of plays that we can go out and you know potentially find a reason to play them that's kind of the theme this week and that's what makes it fun there are going to be some quality groupings down below like i guess if you will scott piercy decent core sister you could play him and his playing partner if you want to go that route you could i'm not going to be doing that Really the one that popped up to me the most is this grouping of Kevin Tway. And I forget who he's with. Was it Bazelli or Duffner? Either way, we got to pull up Kevin Tway. That was bad. That was bad. Uh, So let's just make the case for Kevin Tway. I want to pull this up and I'm going to pull him up as a core play slide. So, course, history-wise, second at that QBE in 2021. And then first in 2020, we look at his 2020 start. 13th there now he still ranks out top 31 staff it wise which we like to see but recent form wise want to point this out three missed cuts and then he finally got some stuff together last week where he went out and had a top 48 finish so kevin Tway to me it 6.5 kind of makes sense i think he's gonna be worth the risk to be honest with you guys um obviously we're searching for something but obviously kevin tway really does enjoy these style of events where you know maybe these guys are having one or two bad holes or a few bad holes where they get bailed out by their partners and they can go out and play well so something like kevin tway to me does make a ton of sense but i'm really i'm really looking forward to this event there's a lot of stuff that we can go out and enjoy a lot of stuff we can do game theory wise so there's going to be a lot of stuff for us to go out and look at, uh, especially as the week goes on, we can still continue to look at that. Uh, one player I do want to pull up here just real quick is going to be James Hahn. Top 8 stat fit. Um, relatively good recent form. We know what James Hahn, we know what the story is with James Hahn. He's kind of a similar play to that of Stuart Sink, where you know, he's been a top staff It really this whole year. Wouldn't surprise me if he went out and had a massive week. Definitely a little bit of risk reward there, but that's kind of going to be the theme of this week. All right. That is all I have for you guys for this one. Obviously, we're going to dive down into this a lot more as the week goes on. Definitely make sure to check out that live stream on Wednesday at 630 Central Standard Time. If you guys want to join 9 to 5 Nation, the link is in the description below. Hope you guys do. And as always, let's keep cashing.